Hello, welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Hello and welcome. It's been a while. And we have plenty, plenty, plenty of hoops, nonsense, and junk to talk about. Phil, we got a lot to go over, but let's... Let's start with the ridiculous game six between the Clippers and the Nuggets that ha- that ended two hours ago. Uh, two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Hour, let's, we'll say an hour and a half ago. Clippers, they, they they just can't get out of their own way. You know, it's they're they don't they're make it easy on their, themselves. Trying to go for the first conference final appearance in franchise history. We thought it was going to happen in game five. We yeah. thought it was going to happen in game six. Now we're going to a game seven. What are the takeaways right now? What are your thoughts going into game seven? I, I, I don't know where to start with this. With this yeah, game honestly, seven. there's a lot of different angles to go in. Like, like as soon as I, that game ended, I've immediately jumped to, like, what's going to happen in game seven? Because realistically, anything can jump. Anything can happen at that point. And I was thinking about, like, what's going to happen after if the Clippers lose? I heard a lot of stuff where it's like Mike Malone was kind of on the hot seat. But I think after what's been going on, like he's clear, even if the Nuggets lose. But now I'm starting to shift my attention to the other coach. And I'm like, what's going to happen with Doc Rivers? Like he, even if he clears through and maybe they get out by the, they, they're knocked out by the Lakers next round. I really don't think his spot is very safe because even as a rah-rah coach, he's had a very tough time keeping everybody together. What are you thinking? Yeah, I definitely agree with what you said at the end in terms of, you know, you're going to miss shots. Yeah, well, it's, it's just that the, the, the spirit of this team just it's, – it's so inconsistent. Sometimes it just looks like they don't want it as much as they should. Like, you know, the second half today was a disaster. They couldn't hit anything. They scored, yeah. I think, 30 points. But aside from the shot making, it just seems – you know, when things don't go well for this team, I think either Van Gundy or Mark Jackson said on the broadcast, and I for once agreed with them. When things go well for this team, it's easy to front run and clap, and it's easy for Montrez to pump his chest and yeah. Pat Bev to say first team defense. But when the going gets tough and you're in the middle of a 15 0 run, they and now you're home. down, yeah, they, they, they kind of fold, and that's alarming. Like, like, you would expect a fold from the Nuggets when they're down 20 early in the game. You want those kind of like mature veteran resiliency that you'd see with Kawhi or something that he's done with the Raptors last year, but you're just not seeing it. It's weird. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 cliche, but right now the Nuggets are just the the mentally stronger team. I don't I don't think there's any way around it. They seem to take adversity and just push harder, and the Clippers they fold right now, and we'll see. Like I I'm not gonna go back when I think about this team. I, st- I still think that they're a title contender, obviously. I still think they're going to win game seven. Paul George played really well today, which is good because you're going to need Paul George. But yeah. Montrez has been a no-show. He's, he's, it, it's, it's probably not a good matchup for him, to be honest. But still, like you're the yeah. sixth man of the year. You're supposed to be a, a crucial, crucial part of this team. Not helping them at all. He's, right. His minutes aren't good. He's, I think he played 15 minutes today. And this was the first time Doc really – kind of benched him it, leash out on the fourth quarter and then he to pull him back like you let your dog a little bit out and then they start attacking like, oh shit Come back. yeah he's been bad Come lou on. will's just so inconsistent some of the shots he takes i don't understand i don't know i don't know what to make this team i still think they're gonna win game seven but even if they do and even if they win game seven by 30 and they just i my faith in this team it's dwindled and i still I st- I'm not going to go back to my pick. I still 
championship. But okay, I if if you're telling me yeah they look like crap and I don't have confidence in them, I'd be like yeah I can't deny it. I just can't deny it. You know they don't yeah they don't look like a championship team. It's one thing to look this way in game three or game two, whatever the game they lost against the Mavericks. You know it's the first round. Things right. happen, whatever. But come on. You should you shouldn't go to seven games with the Nuggets. I'm sorry. And I agree, all, yeah. all respect to Denver. Amazing. Gary Harris has been an absolute lightning bolt since he, he since he's come back. Obviously Jamal Yeah, you know, but and obviously You're Jamal not Murray, heard it before, but just Exactly. But come on, Clippers. You can't yeah, go to I seven like if the Lakers were doing this, imagine the shit we're giving LeBron right now. And oh, and you yeah. know yeah, and yeah. you know how I feel about Kawhi. I, I think he's the the best, but and it's not his fault. I'm just saying we we gotta keep it hundred. You know, if you're gonna put a microscope on the Lakers after they lose Game One against the Rockets, like what the hell is going on with the Clippers right now? Yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I mean, it's really gonna if the Nuggets are riding that wave that they did in the fourth quarter in the first two or three quarters, then that's going to be a completely different ball game. I'm expecting the Clippers to probably just put the foot down and, you know, be the adult in the room. But realistically, there's – who's to say there's any chance of that happening over the Nuggets just keep rolling? Yeah. You know, I'm going to pick the Nuggets probably out of emotion at this point because that's what right. happens. And I'm not going to do that. I'm still going to pick the Clippers. And the, not like it's a hot take. The Clippers are going to be favorites in the game. Right. But – you know, forget it at this point. I don't even care if they win. I obviously I do care if they win. They need to win. But you know, my opinion has been swayed, right? Not not the fact I'm going to change my pick because of it, but my feeling about this team is not good right now. Just, just, yeah, no, no think, matter what happens in Game Seven, regardless of like if they're going into the Lakers and the Western Conference Finals or not, you're going to be a lot less confident. In like, oh, they look they look confident. They look like they're ready to go. Like you know, like setting up against AD and LeBron. I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to look good early on. Yeah, and we'll see. Obviously, every single team presents different matchups. And I'm not going to write them off against the Lakers. It's a completely different team they're playing, completely different challenges. I'm just saying, from what you've seen now, like, of course, I I think the Lakers are a much more difficult opposition, although for different reasons. Yeah, and I'm most concerned about those guys I mentioned earlier, Lou Will and Montrez, who... Lou Will, the Lakers, is, Lou Will's not creating. Who's left? Pat Beverly, Landry Shaman? Yeah, and when we talk about the Clippers, the reason everybody loved the Clippers from day one since the day these two guys came on board was not just because of Kawhi and Paul George, but because it's Kawhi and Paul George plus everything else. We already had this. Right, the team that went to the playoffs last year without them. Yeah, and that was the thing with the Lakers. Obviously, the duo of Anthony Davis and LeBron is unbelievable, but, you know, they filled it in with a bunch of gunk they found off the floor, essentially. Yeah, no, yeah, Rondo so, was exactly. But if Lou Will and Montrez aren't going to be those guys that complement and make this Clipper team special, then it's just Kawhi and Paul George again. And great, but, you know, LeBron and AD, that's pretty amazing, too. So the yeah. advantage kind of goes away. Can I ask you a quick obscure scenario we've seen a lot of we'll get into the rockets lakers quickly but like we've seen a lot of lakers when like games when the lakers back everybody else has just not been producing what would you what do you think would happen if it was clippers lakers 
nobody shows up for basically most of the games. Who would win just straight out if LeBron and AD were carrying as opposed to Paul George and Kawhi? I'd, I'd probably right now have more faith in the Lakers duo. I think okay. Anthony, I think yeah. Anthony is a step above Paul George. Fair. A small, yeah. it's a small, it's a small step. It's a baby step, but he is, you know. I think Kawhi and LeBron, they're, they're in that same I'm more tier. I'm in the toddler range on that one, but I can fight you on it. The Clippers, if they don't have Montrez and Lou, then just you wipe the slate clean, and now it's just a team with star power, but diminished and. With the Lakers, we know the depth is in their calling card, but we got those two stars, and if they and everybody else is, they're going to need AD and LeBron to show up, and they're going to need three point shot making from the role players. And that that's essentially what their formula was when they beat the Rockets. The Clippers, it's not just shot making with their role players. Montrez and Lou, they they have to be productive players in multiple facets in the game, and right now they're just not doing it. So that's my most concerning thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. A lot of the narrative or the idea behind the Clippers will change in two days, you know? Of course. can't discredit Denver and just act like the Clippers are yeah. walking, are having trouble with, you know, an eight seed. Denver's legit. They have... A, it's a three seed, technically. No one really Yeah, right? They have a lot of depth. Jokic has been great. Phenomenal. Yeah, he's been great. So, you know... We'll see. Game seven. I don't want to act like I don't want to talk about Clippers Lakers. I know what Clippers Lakers might not happen. We have Lakers Nuggets. I don't know. Yeah, but... I mean, that would be interesting. I, I would I would like to see that, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Let's talk yeah. quickly about quick pivot to the other LA. Yeah, and the team that they just faced with the Lakers and the Rockets. So after game one, where everything was jolly and Westbrook was yelling at the babies. Things, yeah, that was great. Things thing. went south. We all know Rockets dropped four straight. Classic five-game series that doesn't excite anybody. And here we are. Lakers look good as ever. Rockets, what the is with this team? It's announced today that D'Antoni will not be there next year. Mm. What do you have to say about the direction of these teams? I guess the Lakers. What's their? What do they look like going into the next series? Obviously, and the Rockets just the future of this franchise. I mean, honestly, the Lakers are rolling. It's pretty obvious to say. It's not a crazy idea. But, I mean, it's a reverse gentleman sweep, I would guess you would say. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, they just had so much consistent play from – if it wasn't Danny Green, it was Kyle Kuzma. If it wasn't Kyle Kuzma, I think it was, like, game two or three, it was Markeith Morris and just, like, random spurts from these guys. Like, that's what they need to keep kind of moving on. And kind of having finding that footing now is the perfect time for it because their worst opponent – theoretically will be this round but i mean i don't know and then d'antoni i didn't hear about this d'antoni thing till you told me like an hour ago that d'antoni was just like i'm out i'm not coming back and yeah so we think it's going to be indiana but i mean who knows who does know there's a lot there's there's going to be only d'antoni only d'antoni does maybe yeah, he comes I'm... back be an assistant coach for the next <laughs> yeah i think he wants to be a head coach uh maybe yeah Obviously, Indiana has been, there's been murmurs. Philadelphia still needs a coach. I don't see him going to one of those rebuilding teams like Chicago That's a or good OKC. One. That's what, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think would be best for him? You were saying before Philly. I I'd I mean, probably yeah, have to agree. It's yeah, if you want Philly to be on, Indiana. I mean, you know, he's 
he's an NBA vet. He's been around the block. I don't think he's he's looking to coach meaningful playoff basketball next year. So if you're trying to do that, then Philly's your best bet. Right. They're in win now mode, so that's what you'd want to do. We'll see what Philly wants to do. I mean, he's not going to be able to run the same offense he was running this year. Obviously, the Philly would be the exact opposite. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be pretty crazy <laughs> to see. But the Rockets, man, I don't know. I don't know about this Westbrook-Harden thing. I just don't. Start with Lakers. Well, what about your Lakers? Lakers are well? good. You know, I said a lot of what I had to say with the Lakers when I talked about the Clippers because it seems like that always happens. You can't talk about one without talking about the other. But yes, Lakers look really good. LeBron is hitting his stride. He had he was very confident for most of the games in the series. You know, after after game one, he just kind of imposed his will and did LeBron stuff. You know, he hit a couple of the LeFuck U threes. He had a yeah. he had some coast to coast drives where he just dominated the chase down blocks, the whole the whole thing. LeBron was LeBron. He looks great. Anthony Davis, after all of the memes in the first game against PJ Tucker, he imposes will. He's playing like a top five player. And if the role players do that, it, you know, the script is there for the Lakers. It's LeBron and AD, and then they need two to three guys to hit timely shots, essentially. And yeah. if they get if yeah. they get it, they're probably gonna win the NBA title. I personally am still Skeptical about those role players stepping up. I you know when when it gets a little tighter and the palms a little sweatier, and you're not up by 25 against the Rockets. How are how, yeah, how is the I don't know how comfortable you're gonna feel with like a Rondo three. Yeah, well, even like a like Kuzma was drilling shots yesterday. Yeah, Kuzma's doing a lot of good things this year, but especially in the bubble, he's playing really good defense. He's one of the few actual penetrators off of the bench. But yeah. you know how reliable he is he going to be from three? Caruso, I know Caruso, or we hate Caruso or whatever. And Caruso's doing some good stuff on the floor, but he's still not a great three point shooter. So how reliable is he going to be? Oh yeah, he's he was timely. What game three, and that was it. Yeah, so you know it's easy to look at games in a small sample size and say, yeah, they can shoot now. But you know we'll see, we'll see. Every game is different. Yeah. That's my big question mark. But Lakers look good. Lakers look good. You can't complain if you're a Laker fan. You got everything that you wanted. First round, second round, five games each. Nothing wrong with it. So Yeah, quite clean. A little sketchy at first, but... Yeah. yeah. That's where Lakers are. Okay. I feel bad for James. You do and you don't because I personally... I love James Harden as a player, but I still do have question marks about him as a leader. Say what you want. I, I just... I yeah. think that, especially in the NBA, you know, this isn't college basketball where have full accountability all the time. I think that when mm. your team isn't playing its hardest, <clears throat> like in game four, that game four was depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, game five, they, they kind of just got steamrolled yeah. and they actually made a comeback for a little bit, but they got outplayed. Game four was depressing to watch. That was a winnable game and they looked flat. The defense wasn't. Yeah, you saw yeah, like, why? I don't know. I, I put some of that on the best player. I just do. I just can't imagine a Damian Lillard-led team coming out flat like that. I can't imagine a LeBron James-led team coming out flat like that like that in a must-win game. It's just... Right, and you expect it. Like, if those guys were to do it, they're going to try to take over. Harden never had that moment where he was just a stretch where he was just trying to yes. do it all by himself. He just kind of let yeah, it go. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 was, it was a disheartening series. From, from that. Yeah, I thought it was disheartening. Yes, it made me... 
There you go. <laughs> but start it. Hashtag it. I thought it was going to be a good series, and it wasn't a blowout of a series, but it, I was wrong. The, the series wasn't that competitive at the end of the day. The, the first two games yeah. were, but the, the the Rockets didn't look like they thought they could w- like they thought that they could win that series. And I'm scared for the future of this team because Harden and Westbrook, I don't think it's a good fit. Are stuck together theoretically. They, and you're yeah, right. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I looked at the contracts just to be sure. They're they're completely lined up. Kind of similar to how they're yeah, similar to Durant and Curry, where their contracts line up exactly with each other. Harden is there for three more years, so is Westbrook. So I don't know, like is do you do you think that's in this day and age where you A, you have all these really, really, really good teams that are gonna be here for a little bit, plus those budding teams, those those teams with rising young players and then you got Harden, right nuggets Utah, dallas yeah. you know boston boston's yeah, only getting yeah. better like is is this a title contender is is there a window still open i, I don't know like you can't go into next you just can't well you can't go into next year with the exact same roster and say that you know like if they make some kind of tweak or i don't i really don't think they can because they're kind of cap locked basically everywhere because of just harden and westbrook's contracts but, I mean, if they somehow swing something and they come out with, I don't even know, like, they probably need one very solid wing stop, like 3 and D wing stop or more. Yeah. But just, I don't know. I don't even know what their whole season would look like of that because everyone would be just have no out. assets. There's no flexibility. It's, yeah. it's just – it's kind of – it's similar to the Philly situation in the fact that they've made short-sighted moves and now they're stuck. Obviously, they don't have young players like Philly does. But it's similar in the right. sense that this is it, you know. And yeah. I, I have, I have more confidence in Philly. I'd rather, I'd rather be Philly right now than Houston. Yeah, agreed. I mean, we saw what happened when they had quarantine, the whole quarantine situation, and then they came back for eight games and then the playoffs mm-hmm. and some preseason, but whatever. And they were ready to, go, like, they were reinvigorated. But I'm, I still think like going through the whole thing because they did what, like, seven or eight men roster or like lineups. And then that was like, they do that for the whole season and they go right in the playoffs. I really think those just be gassed. Yeah. Like Harden's had problems with being gassed before, but he's never played, like he's never had a full season of this team or this rotation where it's all these guys, like all these tiny guys. Yeah. And we'll see, they're going to have a new coach next year. Maybe they have a new system. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to, you know, it's still Harden and Westbrook and Russell Westbrook is just Russell Westbrook. That's all you can say. I don't know who I don't know who they could swing for. Do you think they're going to go back to a big man? They're going to find one or they're going to just keep rolling? I I think they're going to get a serviceable backup big man, but I think their starting lineup will be the small ball lineup. Okay. Cuz I mean, all I'm saying is I don't know where they get it, but if they turned back into you know, they had like a forward that a big four that played center, I don't know, maybe swung for Lamarcus, but they would play no defense. But they don't play; they used to. Anyway, getting off topic, spiraling. Yeah, but it's just the Rockets, and Harden there wants to. Hard, Everyone's spiraling. Harden wants to win a title. I, I really do think he does, and he's not one to demand a trade. But yeah. You know, this seem like they're shot. every year that they don't win a title, the, the likelihood of him retiring a ro- as a rocket becomes less and less. And I know we're looking way in the future with statements like that, but that's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, I think on the Rockets that this year, 
it probably wasn't as good of a chance as probably two years ago with Chris Paul, but this was their last shot. Oh, absolutely. And and this team is done. Let's get it straight. This team is better with Chris Paul than Russell Westbrook. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's hard. To... It would be tougher on the defensive end, but offensively, it would run a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the way Chris Paul played this year. But yeah. that's yeah. that's water under the bridge at this point. So Neither here nor there. Let's talk about yeah, let's talk about the other side of the country with the Eastern Conference Finals approaching. It's Celtics, it's Heat. Has it been like that since what, 2012? I know, right? I was looking at that. That the last time they played the Eastern Conference Finals was when LeBron, you know, went turned into he he turned to Dark Knight LeBron that night. Remember not, not <laughs> with the mask, but when he scored 45. Oh, I was you really threw me off. I thought it was mass. Night. I don't think it was mass night. It was just he had that look in his eye. You know that meme with LeBron? He's got that look in. Yeah, yeah of course. Of yeah, course. That, I believe it was that. Good. Yeah, I think he scored forty five that night. That was the Easter, that was game six. That that series ended up going seven, and Boston won. I mean, uh, Miami won. Sorry, Miami won and won the final. Yes, of course. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Anyway, the teams are looking a lot different this year. Obviously, we got a young team with Kemba Walker. We got a young. Heat team with Jimmy Butler. What are you expecting? What do you think will kind of be the key factors? Just what are you looking for going into this series? I don't know. I mean, I think this time it's different because the Celtics are like the star power, if you will. I mean, none of these players are no one on the either of these teams are top ten in the league, but they have so many good players that they're able to kind of suffice with that and be able to find stuff from different angles. Obviously, Jason Tatum's the best player in the you know, conference in on the conference, the series, but close. I don't know. I mean, he could have an off night. Close. What do you mean? Oh, it's close. Oh yeah. It's close. Don't get me wrong. But Jason, Tatum, do you think Jason Tatum's not? Oh, really, really close. Really. Oh, I would okay. probably, interesting. I, would, I may have, I, pr- I would probably would rather have Tatum just because I think feeling? no, no, but I think it's really, really close. Like if I was to make my top 15 players in the NBA right now, they're probably both in that. Tw- yeah. You know, they're top 15. And they're both, yeah, they're both there, and it's really close. I would probably, yeah. I give it to Tatum a little more just because I like his shooting consistency. I I think he's probably even a better defender right now. Jimmy's a really good defender, but Tatum's taking up a, another notch on yeah. uh, that end of the floor. So yeah, I, I agree a little bit, but it's close. They're two teams that well, what's your have thoughts? a lot of depth. Actually, it's not like they don't have depth anymore. But they probably they'll have more depth with Hayward. I think it's going to be a really good series. I think I'm going to go Boston, just because Miami. I know that they have a lot of guys, but I see the Celtics making a lot more adjustments in the half court, and I think the Heat are not going to score nearly as easily against the Celtics as they did the Bucks, which is crazy because Milwaukee had that unbelievable regular season defense, but. Their lack of adjustments made it so mm. the Heat kind of dissected them. And Goran Dragic was doing the same thing every game, wa- walking into pull-up threes off of screens because they refused to switch because they just were concerned about yeah. clogging the paint. I think the Celtics have more firepower. And usually in these playoff series when it's close and half-court offense is so important, I tend to lean towards the team with more half-court offensive firepower. And that would be Boston. I think they have more guys that will be able to make shots, more guys that will be able to create offense off of standstills. And when the offense gets dry, 
And I think there's going to be some low-scoring games, similar to how there was in the Toronto-Boston mm, yeah. series. So I'm, I'm leaving Boston for that reason. May I ask how many games? Let's go, let's go seven. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I've been, I've been dawdling between the Heat and Celtics the whole time. Because, like, when we first started talking about it, I thought it would be Heat, sure. But, I mean, you're really right about, like, kind of the half-court offense. The Celtics really are a step above them. They have so many other creators, and they can really score in a multiple multitude of ways in the heat. I mean, if Jimmy Butler can't drive, he's in the corner, and then they give it a bam, or they're trying to get Hero or Robinson open, and it's just like that could very well not work. It's like a 50-50 shot every night, you know, especially with Celtics defense. It's Brad Stevens is a lot better at, like, altering on the fly. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be game seven, but for the sake of – for the sake of difference, I'll go with the Heat. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a pick'em series. I think honestly, you can't really go wrong either way, especially with the way yeah. Miami's playing right now. We'll see if they're going to continue to get because they have so many shooters, but they have so many inexperienced shooters. Like T- Tyler Hare was playing big, big, big minutes and producing at a high clip. Is he going to do that again? I know that he's talented, and the numbers say he will, but. There's a lot of inexperience there. And I know the Celtics haven't necessarily been there that much either, but they they just got a few more. I, I feel like they got a few more seasoned players that have been in, in those situations. Yeah, I don't know how Hero is going to adjust when, like, if he's on a hot moment, I don't know how he's going to be able to do what he's doing with Marcus Smart on him, you know? Yeah. Or Jalen Brown, really. Switching from Smart, trying to get off him, then he goes right to Jalen Brown. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see the matchups. You know, with the Toronto series, we saw Tatum and Brown just kind of always glued on Siakam, and yeah. with that led to Siakam doing absolutely nothing. But Miami doesn't really have. Do you think that was the reason, or do you think Pascal Siakam is? I think Pascal is prime. I think it was. There was a, a couple reasons for that, but <laughs> the litany of things. <laughs> but Miami doesn't really have those guys. They have Jimmy. They have Goron, and there's a lot of. Their their two and threes are a lot of guys who are role players essentially, and you know we'll we'll fill the we'll fill the holes in the game, and they have a lot of shooters. But I mean, Bam's going to require a big. I'm going to obviously Tice is going to be on him a lot just to man, right. man him in the paint, make sure that he's not killing you with the O boards. I guess you put Jalen on Jimmy, but it's it's gonna yeah. it's it's gonna offer a lot of different obstacles than pascal because jimmy's jimmy's essentially an oversized point guard who doesn't really want to shoot threes that that like that's his classification he's gonna go would you offer an undersized ben simmons no 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 because he could actually he's he 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 is looking to score sometimes and he can shoot right just the way you just the way you were describing it i was offering (laughs) the the easier comparison but yes i get what you're saying (laughs) I gotcha. But yeah, it's it's just a completely different assignment than Pascal. Pascal, how the hell you want to say A tiny name? bit undersized Evan Turner? Oh god. Don't do it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Turner's fine. He's getting his check in Atlanta. He's chilling. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be interesting the assignments that Boston uses. I guess you put Kemba on one of those shooters and just have him chase them around. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I mean i what who do you think is X Factor for each team? Boston's next factor is Gordon Hayward. I think. If, if, Gordon? Yeah, I think. If, you think? How much do you think he's going to 
I think he's going to have to play decent minutes. If they clear him, he's playing. That's that's what I think. Or not at least, but he probably under two weeks out. I thought he was good to go for the first for game one of Easter Conference Finals. Uh, maybe my news is old, but I don't know. I was clear, he was clear from. But he needed to get like evaluated. It will be two more weeks. Oh well, okay. I just looked it up. Gordon Hayward likely to return in Eastern Conference Finals. I don't exactly know. Okay, so right. it doesn't look That's like right, it, it doesn't. Right. It, it doesn't look like Game One. Okay. To be fair, so when he does come back, assuming he plays major minutes, I think he'll be a very key factor because they're going to need more shooting. They're going to need more guys to run screen and rolls because the the Celtics are they they, they got to be a little exhausted and. There's just how how much can you put on their five? I mean, the way that they were playing in Game Seven is it was a lot. It was a lot for those guys. So I think just taking yeah. some of the burden off, having Tatum take some plays off, act as a spot up guy, having Jalen take some plays off that that's going to be super beneficial. If there, if Gordon misses major time, I think it's a big deal. So that's why I go Hayward as X factor. But obviously, if he doesn't play, he won't be an X factor. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. If, for I thought Miami, you were, I, from my perspective, I thought you meant like whether he's cheering on the bench or if the game and hope pop in, pop in for twenty five minutes. <laughs> if I'm from Miami, I would say my X factor would be. Let's go, Harrow. Let's go, Harrow. I think okay. I think he showed me a lot. That, he showed me a lot in that last series, and if he's if he's hitting a high clip of threes, he's also a pretty good. Uh, like ball handler. In yeah, terms no, of, he can he can get to the mid range and yeah, he he can operate with the ball in his hands. It's not like he's just running around the arc looking for threes. And I think that's why Spolstra went to him a lot more over Duncan Robinson. Actually, Duncan Robinson his minutes started to go down, and I anticipate that to continue against the Celtics, just because you're going to yeah. need more players who can catch the ball, take a couple of dribbles, make something happen, and. If Harrow can do that, take some of the pressure off of Goron and Jimmy, that's huge. So I'll go Harrow for similar reasons to Hayward, actually. Hmm, yeah, I mean, Harrow was my, like, second on the list. But I was thinking Goron because, I mean, if he's coming in off your bench, plug it in 20 or 19 or 20 every game, That's I think that's very considerable because you know Bam's going to get, like, a decent 10 to 12, probably maybe more. Jimmy's range and then someone someone of the giant crowd of possibilities are going to come in and give you another like set of 10 to 12 to 15 i think gorong like he's always finishing fourth quarters he's always like probably the last eight minutes and they just run plays for him and he's always just getting downhill from the fast break right off the inbound and just going straight to the cup either a little floater or drawing a foul and it's just such easy buckets for him yeah I, yeah, Goran's huge, obviously. I just didn't pick him because his his production has been so consistent. I just kind of include him as, you know, he's one of, like, him and Butler are the same way I look at, say, Tatum and um, Kemba in terms of, like, those are those your two. Those are their two? Yeah, those, okay. are your, like, those are your initiators. And it's just, like, if, if Goran doesn't show up, I think they're done. But I think he's yeah. going to show up. He's just super underrated, and he's been doing it, low, you know, under the radar for the whole yeah. playoff. So I think it'll I, be more difficult for him to get what he's been getting because I mean, if Goron's 
you know, just blown by Chris Middleton, that's one thing. But getting around Jalen Brown is a completely different, like, scenario. Yeah, it's, it's tough oh, yeah. to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll and, see how he's able to adjust with better defense around or on him. Yes. And then Bef- Celtics, I had Tice. Tice? Tice, he came up big those past few games. And him guarding out of bio, plus if he's able to contribute at least what he's doing these past few games against the Raptors, he could be a very big influence on how they do. That's it. Short and sweet. Yeah, they're going to need Tice. This, the small ball of Grant Williams or Semi Ojale at center, I don't know how effective that's going to be against Bam. We'll see how Robert Williams does because he was super effective in game seven against Toronto for the minutes he played. I was, I've been pretty impressed with him. And they're going to throw him out there at times just to say, match Bam's energy, essentially. Whatever Bam's doing, just do it also and do it as hard as you can. Because I mean, we've seen Robert Williams be energy guy. He was on it on Sleepy Joe, uh, Sleepy Joel. Exactly, yeah. And it, it's different with Bam because you have to match it. With, with Joe, it's like take advantage of his lack of energy. But yeah. with Bam... He's going to let you do it. With Bam, you know, match that energy because Tice is the, obviously the better player and he's going to get more minutes, but he's not doing the, the Bam type stuff as much. He's just kind of a workman down there, but he's not, right. he's not getting O-boards like Bam or like Robert Williams probably would. So that will also be interesting to see the big man rotation that Stevens uses. Yeah, because I mean, Cantor's evaporated. He's, he's oh, yeah. not a human. He's not a person anymore. Yeah, and I see that continuing. You know, I, yeah, no, he, I wouldn't expect. He's anything. super matchup based, but Miami's also not the matchup. So, I mean, I could see him getting spot minutes if Kelly Olynyk needs a little like like if he's just bodying Kelly Olynyk. You know. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk's pretty much playing three at this point. He just floats around and he does what he wants. Yeah, but he found the perfect spot to do it. So. Yeah. Kudos. Well, looking forward to it. Bef- before we end, Phil, and I know it's been a while, obviously, since the, since the Bucks lost. Um, mm. The Raptors just lost. Are, do you have any closing remarks on these two teams going into the offseason? Uh, offseason? I don't know. I mean, there's not that much room for moving and shaking yet with these teams. They're kind of locked into what they have at least until next year because who knows what's going to happen with Giannis. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen this offseason, per se, because there's no reason for it to, you know? Well, the, the reason would be, Giannis, to say, I don't see myself right, resigning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Bucks would say... Or, you know, that's the yeah. instance, yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, but yeah. I feel like if there was something to happen with Giannis, I feel like it would be... I don't know, honestly. I, I feel like it would be like at, at the end of the uh, trade deadline, mm-hmm. but... I don't know, adding in a having like Giannis type player, like you never see like a trade deadline thing like that. Like AD is one thing, but that didn't happen when it did. Adding Giannis to to a team and like completely basically overhauling, I don't know what that would look like. Yeah, I don't disagree. Be weird. Milwaukee, we'll see. Obviously, they want to upgrade the team. There's been rumors of guys like Chris Paul and I think that would be a death sentence. For who? The Bucks. I was reading the thing yesterday. And it was like, this is exactly what Cleveland did with uh, LeBron. They brought in Shaq after he had like a oh dumb my, 17 is... points. It's different. It's different. Don't but the idea is the same. The idea I, don't, is the same. I, don't, I don't think it's anywhere close to the same, actually. I think the morals, principles behind it. I don't think Chris Paul's going to drop off like Shaq did. 
But I think first of all, hedging your bets. I just think hedging your bets on this older veteran where he's going to be doing this, he's going to be doing that. I don't know how, I don't know how it's going to work for the Bucks. Like money wise, they're like, that's it. They can make one move and it's Chris Paul. That's it. Okay. Well, I, I think, I think if they can trade for Chris Paul, they should personally, because I, yeah, I mean, it's a risk they probably need to take. That's like the only gamble on the table. But all I'm saying is like, you need to fix multiple things on the roster and the only thing you're looking at right now is getting rid of DiVincenzo and Bledsoe, probably a bunch of picks, and then picking up Chris Paul. And that's it. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is an all-NBA-level player this year. Shaquille O'Neal was not an all-NBA-level player. when. No, 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 right. You're right, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, one a one-person trade-off for getting rid of your starting point guard, sometimes your starting shooting guard, the Delaware GOAT, they're gone, and you have, like, one addition. That's definitely better than both of them, but not you're going to give him 30 minutes a game what? every game for the if, whole season whole season if you think it's going to greatly increase your chances of winning a championship then forget everything else yeah i i don't know how it's gonna i think it'd go very very wrong or a little better well one would, Chris Paul one would also would... goes very very wrong if you flounder again next year Giannis leaves and your franchise is essentially the hornets but northern I think they floundered it already. Because that's what's going to happen. I think what's what's floundered has already been. I think if they get Chris Paul, then they greatly, greatly increase their odds of winning the East next year. I think, yeah. I don't think by a lot. Just me. Because who knows what this is going to look like. Well, we know for the most part what it's going to look like. Besides who knows if Bud will even the, be around? You think Bud will be there? It sounds like Bud will be there. Okay, well, you think Bud, the way Bud's coaching right now with an added Chris Paul is going to just change the script? It, it, it could. It could. You're right. It could. But I, I don't think it will. All right. It's just Well, I don't think you're winning the East next year with this roster, so. I, I have to agree on that. <laughs> that wasn't my point. Well, that, that wasn't my if, if you're going to do nothing, you might as well trade Giannis, honestly, because he's not going to stay. Yeah, you're right. No, they, they basically have to make this deal because it's an all-in deal. And I really don't think it's going to work out. But, I mean, they have to do the deal and see because maybe it can. There's, I'd say, like a 20-25% chance it all works out with Chris Paul. Okay, fair enough. How about the Raptors? The Raptors are just the Raptors. They have a little bit of things to handle. Serge Ibaka is a free agent. I think Marcus Saul is a free agent, too. And Van Fl- I think they'll clean up the Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul. Maybe he goes back to Memphis and has like a – retirement year yeah and i think the raptors spend the rest of the summer missing Jonas. Hmm. fair and that's that and van what do you think yeah you think van fleet's going somewhere i don't know it depends it depends who's going to give him the money he, he's going to cheat he's going to go for the money because why wouldn't he so yeah no he's sponsored by n1 he has to <laughs> exactly I don't think I think they just like let him do that. You know, he didn't even get paid to do it. Yeah, Toronto. It it was fun this year. You know, Pascal Siakam looked freaking horrible. He just he just did. I don't. I don't know. Is is this team? Do you, you see this team being like a long term contender? It's such a weird year because they're kind of yeah, like the Thunder, except they just did a lot better. It's very wishy-washy. I, I really don't know. 
because they they need wing depth. OG Ananobi is showing up, but he still has to take that next step where he's like a creator, you know? Yeah, of course. Ananobi did really well for what you asked of him. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, no, he did very well for what they asked of him. But I think moving forward, they're going to have to start to lean on him more. And he's going to have to actually be more of like a Pascal Siakam creator, get you a bucket when you need it. Yeah. If that's the, if they want to continue to compete the way they are, unless they just want to break it down. I don't think that's where they're going for now. Yeah, that's valid. We'll see. Yeah. Toronto's, Toronto's an interesting place. Good season, but the future is – we'll see because it's yeah. not like they have those stars that you're going to be able to lean on for the years to come. Well, 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 well. That's, that's that, Phil. We have Game 7 on Tuesday, I believe. I think Eastern Conference Finals and Game 7 on Tuesday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that will be chock full of content. You got anything else for us? Uh, not really. I think the finals are going to be like thinking about it now. I think the finals are going to be like a two day spread because they're yeah, probably going to want to go Saturday to Friday. Mm-hmm. So it'll be two two days in between because they don't want to line up with football. Like the same thing happened today. They they literally threw the game on at one, so like no one's going to watch later. Yeah, and they they avoided Monday night football. <laughs> yeah, so at all dire costs. Yeah, for sure. That that's that complete tangent, but that's the only thing that I think Adam Silver might be scared of with this whole leech with the 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 shifting of the schedule. Yeah, is, like listen, as much as we love the NBA, and like me personally, I was watching Clippers Nuggets, you know, despite the one o'clock football games beyond. But most casual sports fans. Week one of NFL, it doesn't matter. Football, what, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what's on. It could be game five, six of the I'm NBA sure there's finals. There's a pod of food scoot going around somewhere. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's the only thing he's scared about is yeah, you're going to absolutely own those summer months. But by the time you get to the playoffs and finals and like NFL, NFL fever is coming back. I don't know. That could be yeah. that could be concerning. Yeah, because so. the thing is with NFL, I mean, any sport when it's just starting, that's when it's. It's over the top, you know. It's yeah. So they got to find a way to either stop right before or finish when things are kind of you know the NFL dying down. But that's not going to happen this year. Yeah, I agree. So just a tangent. All right, Phil. Well, another another pod in the books. We'll have another pod, I guess, at some point. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It's all. It's all in the in the air. Soon though. My name is Nate with my pod. Post, uh, mm, I guess, well, I, honestly, I feel like we got to do a, a preview of Clippers Lakers when it's when it's sent. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Post so. Tuesday, so maybe Wednesday, maybe yeah, quick yeah. turnaround. Yeah, that, right. that could be it. All right. Well, my name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. As always, if you want to hear more, check us out: Anchor app, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Pod for everything and we'll catch you guys next time peace later